said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumb for having listened to it. May God have mercy on your soul. Welcome to Panem's Gun Podcast. Hello there, everybody. Hi, everyone. We're back. We're back. And this time, we're serious. Yeah, we are. We mean everything we say. Everything. It says it's the boys from the Bannon Scan Studios. Uh, it's, we're in Studio B right now, and uh, it's, uh, it's a bright, sunny day out there. And <laughs> hey, pop pickers, we've got a <laughs> one hell of a show for you today. Yeah, we do. Um, this is episode 20. And 20. It's, it's been a long time coming, Ben, because, <coughs> excuse me, we've missed quite a few weeks. Yeah, we have. Why is that? Because we're very naughty. Yeah, it's it's been a bit of a struggle to do one every every fortnight. Really, it was yeah. supposed to be a fortnightly podcast, um, and we're even struggling to do that. But we are we haven't gone anywhere. No, we're, we're still, still here. here. We're still posting on Facebooks and the Twitters. And speaking of Twitters, Ben, we have just passed the one hundred mark. Yeah, we have. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, um, recent uh, Twitter followers. Is that the right terminology? I don't know. Is uh, Jake Bible? Thank you. Movie trivia podcast and sinks. S Y double X. Okay. Six. 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 Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, guys. We appreciate it. We do appreciate it. Thank you for following and posting stuff and And being there for us. We love it. I think over the last week we've had two or three other Facebook followers as well. Yeah, we're doing pretty well. That's nice. That's nice to hear. Really, really good episode last episode. I really enjoyed it. Uh, Yeah. our, Our first ever commentary episode, Ben. Yeah, I thought it went really well. It's something a bit different. I think it's something that we want to do a bit more of, especially the films that we really, really like. Um, we just want to make sure that uh, we get everything out there and, and get to talk about everything that we want to talk about, and that's one of the things we love. Like the thing was amazing. Love the, the thing. The ting, man. The ting, if you can call it that. But yeah, it's uh, it's cool. We'll definitely be doing some more. So we'd like, we definitely want you guys to let us know what uh, what things you want us to to watch, what you want us to comment on, and yeah, keep it keep us interested, keep it going. Yeah. What have you been up to then, Ben? Recently, you've been uh, up to much or? Been not, fairly not busy, to be honest. Yeah, trying to get some films in, but I've mostly been watching some, um, like a lot of Blu-rays, a lot of things on Sky, a lot of things. But not really been out at the cinema too much. But I have been. I did manage to get to go see Iron Man three. Holy crap! I've seen Iron Man three as well. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so then we'll, we'll come to that fairly soon. I would have thought. All oh, right yeah. then. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of Blu-rays, though, Ben, I've just bought Life of Pi on Blu-ray. Oh yeah. Yes. Love it. You've not seen it yet. No, still you're not a fool, Ben. I still not seen it. Well, I missed it at the cinema, and I'm going to buy it on Blu-ray. You need to buy that film on Blu-ray. Oh, Anybody out there needs to see this film. You don't have to buy it on Blu-ray. Buy it on DVD. Mm-hmm. Um, don't illegally copy it. No, don't no, do that. That's no, 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 no. You need to see this. You need to see this film, and you need to give Ang Lee some money because he is nice and good, and yeah. he makes a good freaking film. And it's an amazing book. So read the book as well. Yeah, please do. So yeah, so we've uh, so that's that's been it really been catching up a lot of stuff. Um, just been watching loads and loads of films like that's been on TV and whatever but yeah keeping up on it but yeah the last like I said the last thing we went to was Iron Man 3 I know you've been to see it yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh have you see, just before we get to Iron Man I'm just thinking about robots Pacific Rim the new trailer I saw the trailer for it last night yeah. I think it's on our Facebook yeah it is yeah. Get, get on there We put, it's been posted up there a couple of days ago so yeah it's on there to watch yeah yeah it so, looks yeah. Uh, looks kind of exciting yeah it's, 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 it's interesting the the only thing that like, throws me off a little bit is the fact that it's by Del Toro, and it doesn't look like a Del Toro, Toro film, film at all. It just looks like a big blockbuster movie, yeah. but it, it kind of looks like a bit of a rip-off of just, like, anime. Yeah, like, I manga. thought that. Yeah, when yeah. they're inside the suits and whatever, and, and big massive things bashing up other big massive things that 
know, so. Gundam Wing, yeah. uh, Pat Labor. Uh, Pat Labor. I don't know, there's another one. What's that other one? That other one. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good one, that one. Yeah, that's good. Uh, yeah, so it, it looks good. It looks like it's almost like a sort of Japanese interpretation by Del Toro of, of robots fighting uh, uh, alien, giant alien sea monsters. Yeah, which is interesting. Which is what you want to see. Yeah, why the hell not? I want to see big giant robots fighting big <laughs> monsters. <laughs> Can't even get your words. I'm out. So excited! Oh my god! Oh, and Ben's obviously flipping through the Facebook because we're talking all things yeah. Facebook. But, yeah, but this is good. You know, maybe yeah. we should open up a bit more about the actual Facebook page. We'll I recently about. posted um, the first uh, Zombieland TV show um, ap- episode, which is free to stream on Amazon. Yep. Is, uh, you can follow the link from our Facebook page and watch the first ever episode of Zombieland. Yes, Zombieland, that very popular co- zombie comedy uh, film. It's the actual TV pilot. Have you watched it, Ben? Have I you haven't seen it, it, no. Did you like Zombieland? Yeah, I really did. And that's the only thing. It's like, how will it how will it translate into, into TV? Well, You tell me. Yeah, yeah indeed. Well, <laughs> the thing is, it's none of the same cast, but it's all of the same characters. So yeah. it's Columbus and it's the other guy and it's the two girls. Because I remember names of characters and films. Yeah, that's um, <laughs> and but it keeps the exact same ethos, mm-hmm. the same comedy, the same stylization. Where you have the um, because uh, the, the main character Columbus lives by the set of rules that he's got yeah. that he's written down, and and they pop up on the screen and you see them. So like it might be I don't know rule forty nine, you know, run away whilst eating a pie, which is what they do in the in the pilot. Um, no way. And it keeps that same sort of stylization, the same comedy, and to me, uh, there's been a. Um, Mixed reviews. Some people are really complaining because it's not the same people and blah blah blah. Mm. blah. But I always like that in kind of if, when there's ever been a a film that's translated to television and become a series that they they've managed to keep keep the same sort of uh, like I say the same sort of characterization, the same ethos of of, of the film, but using different characters, lesser known characters, TV yeah. actors, but it still <clears> keeps <throat> true to the original uh, source material. And this to me does, and it's not officially been made into a show yet, but it's um, it's got a lot of good ratings, so hopefully it will happen. So I personally think it's brilliant. If you loved Zombieland, if you like zombies and you like comedy, you are you are going to love this. And if you if you go to the the free link on Amazon, you can then uh, like write a review and, and and subscribe to it, and then hopefully eventually the idea being that it will be made into a full full blown yeah. TV show. And I really want it to be because I highly recommend it. Oh, cool. But yeah, I suppose it's like, really cool. like you say though it is. It's hard to it's it is hard sometimes when everybody changes, but to be honest, you can't get Jesse Eisenberg and Emma Stone back to do a to, to do a TV series, what? let alone Woody Harrelson. Yeah, he used to do TV series, but not so much now. But Emma Stone, she's a massive star now. Massive, like, massive star. Stupidly lovely, amazing, and very, very obviously very talented star. Yeah. I love Emma Stone. But the, the new characters work though, Ben. Trust wow. me, they they do work and. Um, there's one brilliant scene where they find another survivor and she she can bake pie yeah and they love pie and you know like uh, how they have an obsession with Twinkies yeah yeah uh, Woody Harrelson's character I can't remember the character's name what's the character's uh, name Tallahassee Tallahassee there we go because they're named after states aren't yeah. they everybody's named after a state so Tallahassee's obsessed with Twinkies in this one they're obsessed with getting a nice pie and it's just as banal as that. This this this, this show keeps up that kind of weird banalness. Well, I think that's going to be it's, the fun part about that's it. That's the fun part about because it. Because I think you've got things like The Walking Dead and whatever, which are stupidly serious zombie yeah, type yeah, films. Yeah. And the good thing about Zombieland, it was it was wasn't entirely serious. It didn't take itself yeah. too seriously. And it was more centered around the characters and just like trying to put up with what's going off, but yeah. not, but being a bit socially awkward. 
Um, and that's where if, if they all suddenly went really dark and really deep and oh it's all horrible and oh yeah. zombies everywhere then it would just be Walking Dead what you want is you want them to have just just everyday kind of things like fancy a pie yeah or like, like when it's like oh, I love Twinkies I can't get Twinkies anymore where the fuck <laughs> am I going to get Twinkies from <laughs> that's, the, that's the only thing that matters so yeah it's good it's good for that guy they finally so. find a character though who, who bakes pies really nice pies and um, they're walking along with her and um, they're eating her pie and as they're eating her pie talking and they're all saying oh we love this pie she sort of falls behind slightly and just as he, uh, I think Talas is about to turn around to compliment her on her pies she gets taken out by a zombie and straight over a bridge unlucky and it's just so comic it's fantastic and the gore's there as well there's, there's, there's gore there's some nice zombie kills and some yeah. nice gore, gore effects and all this sort of business there's, there's a budget to this thing and it, it looks great yeah um there was one more thing I was going to say about it, but it's lost now, Ben. It's yeah. lost in the ether of my brain. But yeah, check it out, guys. Go on our Facebook. There's a link there. Click on it, watch, and like. Or don't. You know, you might not like it, but I, th- I think it's great. Yeah. It's just sound- it sounds good. I think it'll be good. I think, like I say, it's, um, there's so many... We, we were talking about the other night at the pub, weren't we, John, about zombies and how it's kind of getting a bit burnt out with zombies. So you do need to have something that's a bit different. Yeah. And I think that's the thing where that where Zombieland will will fit in. And I've not, like I said, not seen the series, but I think there's a, sp- a gap in the market for a more comedic kind of zombie. Very film, small gap, I think. Show. This has managed to yeah. nuzzle its way in. Uh, oh, that was what I was going to say. Just Ooh. one more thing. Um, zombie Killer of the Week is in... Is it, it? It's in the film. Yeah. The best zombie killer week, and then it's in the series as well. And it looks like it's going to be a repeating thing that happens oh, in every cool. episode. And it's hilarious. The best zombie killer I've probably seen on telly in a long time. Amazing. So there we go. There we go. So that's that's a zombie line TV show. And that's our Facebook page. That is, yeah. So uh, so yeah, keep posting. We'll keep posting things on there. Like I said, we'll do. I think this. I think that's right, John. I think we should probably do a little bit of a review Update, on what we've yeah. been. Uh, yeah. posting so that you know what we've been posting and what we're talking about but yeah those are the important things at the moment that are on there so um Iron Man 3 Ben Iron Man 3 should we get to that now yeah let's go for Iron Man 3 so well, hey strap in so uh, rocket boosters up let's go Iron Man 3 <laughs> <laughs> uh, came out uh, last week of last Friday it did I think last Thursday yeah on one of the craziest things obviously uh, John managed to go see it before I did but no. also my wife managed to go see it before I did good lord yeah she went on Sunday to see it so I was I'm, I was well behind the time so I managed to go and see it on Wednesday um, made the most of the time I got and went out to see it and and I think I, I've mentioned before I'm not a massive comic book fan film uh, f- um, a comic book film fan more recently yes. like I wasn't overly excited about yeah. things because they, they're just getting saturated but I did like the first two Iron Man films, and I think like with the Avengers, it pretty much turned into an Iron Man film. You like the second Iron Man film? I like Iron Man. Iron Man's good. In general. Yeah. Yeah, and I think Robert Downey Jr. is awesome. So, uh, so yeah, I was looking forward to Iron Man 3, and I think... I don't know, I'm going to mention Prometheus again. Good Lord. Oh, crap. <laughs> I did watch Watch It the other night as well. It's too uh, early for drinks. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think I've been, I've been making a real, real effort to not watch trailers since Prometheus and I didn't watch the um, um, latest James Bond trailer I didn't watch the Iron Man trailer there's uh, Kick-Ass 2 I've not watched the trailer for that staying away from all trailers of films that I really want to see so yeah, I can yeah, be a yeah. little bit surprised um, so yeah I was really really looking forward to Iron Man 3 and when I saw that like so so I went to see it on Wednesday um, obviously you got Robert Downey Jr you got Gwyneth Paltrow's back <coughs> um, Don Cheadle is, uh, is back as uh, War Machine and um, then you got uh, Iron Patriot then Iron Patriot of course yeah because it sounds better it sounds more friendly yeah 
But uh, you got in this one, you've got Guy Pearce and Ben Kingsley. In it. Guy Pearce, yes. Yeah, he's in and, everything now. And I didn't know Guy Pearce was in it. I, like I said, I stayed away from it. I knew Ben Kingsley was in it. I knew he was the Mandarin. Um, but I stayed stayed away from it. And um, yeah, so I went to see it the other day. And yeah, like, to be honest, really, really impressed. I really liked it. Oh. Yeah, I really okay. liked it. It was, for me, it's, it's very different in the fact that um, it's not quite like your normal comic book film and the fact that you could probably lift the story out and just have I don't know like Jason Bourne running around it or something like that or a Mission Impossible type thing or where they're chasing after this terrorist terrorist who turns out I don't know not to be a terrorist but is but not I'm going to spoil it yeah I think that's it I don't want to say too much Um, but yeah I think it's it's quite it's, it's it's a very good story in that kind of sense where it doesn't have to necessarily have a superhero in it and I think that's quite cool it's quite different for a superhero but the first, but what took me the longest time to get over was um, uh, oh, what they called those um, they're, they're from a company called AIM aren't they and yes. they've got this serum or something put inside them to make something ex- <laughs> yeah, it's, exis or exodus or something like that you know it's it's, called. it's a it's a war it's, scientific war biological weapon thing where yeah. it sort of enhances humans it's that whole gag you know yeah but so. it, but it's kind of unstable and kind of, and it makes people really hot for some reason like but also makes Paltrow, people like, she's oh, hot but also makes people explode as well so which is never yeah, a good thing yeah, yeah. and to be honest before you kind of before you kind of know that obviously it's part of this bio weapons division kind of thing I thought it was going to be aliens I thought it was going to be something like based around mm-hmm. the Avengers and stuff like that and to be honest it was the only thing that kept dragging me back is that in the first two Iron Man films they're fairly rooted in reality or comic book reality where there's we're not talking about space and dimensions and all this kind of crazy crap it's like in the first one um, so you got Iron Man and he creates his own suit and then his friend creates his own suit out of the technology in the second one there's this other guy whose dad works with his dad and creates his own crazy suit and stuff like that but in this one it kind of looked like aliens I thought oh I don't know if I can be doing with aliens it's a bit too far fetched but it turned out not to be and major spoiler alert by the way give us five minutes give us a good solid five minutes of spoilers because <laughs> I think we've given away everything pretty much now okay, so okay. if you don't want to hear about uh, uh, Iron okay, Man okay. 3 okay basically there are no aliens in it no but they do talk. They do reference Avengers at times. Yes, that which is nice. It's nice for yeah. a bit of a link in. Yeah. But um, yeah. but I kind of like Iron Man being a bit separate. But yeah, but overall, I was I really like the story. Um, I thought it, once you once you once the story gets going, you understand more where it's going. I thought it's quite clever for more cleverer than a lot of um, like comic book films. A bit deeper rather than just having a random villain who just wants to destroy the world for no reason. It's kind of double-edged kind of thing and it's kind of cool I think you've had from the past two Iron Man movies you've had a sort of stereotypical character who was just the bad guy and he wants to bring yeah. Iron Man down and, and this is more this has brought it more sort of it's a bigger scope of an mm. idea and then um, it's sort of taken it away from Iron Man's little sort of Malibu because this film is very much it it, it it sort of strips Iron Man away over the course of the whole film then by the end he's a completely different character he's not yeah particularly Iron Man anymore I mean he's he literally changes completely and even gets his uh, device and his chest removed at, yeah, at the end if, of the movie I think if you're going to com- if you're going to compare it to 
another type of ser- another superhero film is you got as you can compare it to the Dark Knight Rises in yes. the fact that yeah, yeah, yeah. it's Dark Knight Rises was a Bruce Wayne story and Batman kind of took a back seat, whereas in this one it's a Tony Stark story mm-hmm. and Iron Man obviously is is there but he takes a back seat and it's more about how Tony deals with things yeah there isn't a lot of Iron Man action particularly no there, there are some amazing set pieces with an, with with Iron Iron Men but yeah. uh, but there, but I think I think having so much to do with Tony Stark and how much how he deals with things and how he's coping after being Iron Man and being in the Avengers and seeing what he's seeing because I think he's probably the most obviously he's the most human out of the Avengers um, and he kind of starts to show some show some cracks in this one as in is how, how would someone deal with something because obviously Tony Stark has got no he's got no superpowers he is Batman he, yeah he's, he's just a, he's just got loads and loads of money and has made loads and loads of suits and stuff and he's just a bit of a badass yeah um, but it's like it's the same as me or you doing that but yeah but just then, like that just like that yeah. but then if you saw the kind of things that he saw like even he starts to be like what the bloody hell is going off like I, can I really deal with this do I understand what's going on yeah because, he can't sleep yeah and, uh, and, and so so I think it's quite cool because it's quite a human kind of yeah, they do. It. They humanise Tony a bit. Yeah, more. you can, yeah. You can kind um, of deal with that. I, can I get to my complaints now? Oh yeah, go for it. Cool. I really liked the film. Mm. I enjoyed it. But um, to me, uh, we, we've had three films now, and the the second one wasn't particularly brilliant because it was the essentially it was just the retelling of the first one because at the end it's just a sort of it was that Russian guy um, yeah. in, in a sort of uh, biomechanical suit with lasers and stuff and then there was loads of robots and the, the other the other weapons company had built like a whole army of robots and it was just loads of robots V2 Iron Men and their two robots as well and then and then we've got the third film and, and like you say it's, it's more of a character piece it's more about Tony going through this evolution and by the end we're sort of left thinking wow is this the end of the Iron Man saga because yeah. he's sort of, it's almost like he's hugging up his cape maybe not quite but it, it, it almost gives you that feeling so yes it's a massive character art story which is great and, it, and you know like I say I do really enjoy it but again you do have a huge battle sequence at the end with loads of different kinds of Iron Men and they have all these very specific jobs that come in really handy very conveniently mm. and it's just once once the final sequence happens and it's just this huge all out war with loads of iron men um, by the end of it I'm kind of just left thinking I'm kind of glad that Tony Stark has hung up his armour yeah. because I'm, I'm kind of all roboted out with this series if you just look at the series as a whole not the first one because there's just iron man but for the second and third film, I'm just all roboted it out. I'm sick yeah. of seeing Iron Man blast at somebody and then flip around and then get hit down onto the ground. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, and it just got a bit like, okay, I'm kind of bored now. Yeah. And I say, how many people can create these suits? Tony Stark. He had a whole sp- army of these Tony, guys. Tony Stark is supposed to be this stupidly smart guy creating this arc reactor, the tiniest arc reactor you can ever create. Like in the first film, they make this big massive one, they can't shrink it down or whatever. But then they managed to make this crazy hulking Iron Man type thing that's not as great, but it's alright. But then, like, this Russian guy manages to create one, and then, like, Tony manages to make 42 different bloody Iron Man suits, you know, of all different things and whatever. It's like, everybody knows how to make one. So it's like, it's it's kind of crazy because, like I say, he, he is just a bloke in a suit. Yeah. He's He's one guy. There's nothing, there's nothing important about him in that kind of sense. 
he's a cocky bastard and funny as hell in some, oh, uh, yeah, in some yeah. ways. It's, it's still all there. But know. at the same point, it's like you kind of miss out on that kind of thing because there is nothing. There's nothing particularly special about him apart from he's really smart. But you don't. I don't think you ever buy that he's smart. You know, you know he is. You know he's clever. But when he comes out with something that's really smart, it's like really. It's like are you just this playboy kind of guy and you just happen to have all these Iron Man suits? I guess it's just my complaint is that is yes, he's mega rich, he's mega intelligent, he's got his own facilities and laboratories and yeah. blah blah blah. But he's still just one man. And how yeah. the hell did he create all these goddamn suits? They must yeah. take a fair amount of because they're they're all different and they're all conveniently because there was a point where the roads blocked and they, he's like you know, he, he rings Jarvis, who's the computer, to to call in the the like I don't know what you call him the sort of bulldozer version of Iron Man and he bulldozes the cars out of the way it's like yeah. when did you build that guy because yeah. it's not like he's just replicated his suit over and over again he's, yeah. he's got all these individual Iron Men and then I'm just like I really just wish the end sequence could have been more clever where it was just him in his Iron Man suit trying to out outtake all these guys because this by the end this guy's got like a whole army of like yeah, freaks. Well, I, at one point I was trying to work out how many suits he had flying about because yeah. he reckons he's made 42 or whatever um, but the answer, the answer to how many suits does Tony Stark have it's always one more always one more there is yeah. always one more suit flying about it might, it yes. might look like yes. it's the last one but then that one gets taken out he's falling through the sky and yes. lands yes. into the back That's of exactly another what one I'm saying, yeah. and there is always another Iron Man suit So, and he's lucky as hell he's got that kind of stuff around because because like that, um, like Guy Pearce's character, he's gonna mess him up. Big he's stuff. like, he's like, he's like burning through stuff and can regrow his arms and he's on fire and stuff. And like, there is no way you're gonna kick this guy's ass. And it's just lucky that every time he boots him, like he just manages to whip his leg out of the uh, out, of, out of the suit before the leg gets chopped off or dive out something before yeah. it gets cut in half. There's even a sequence where he's, he's designed one of the Iron Man suits where all the bits can fly to him at any one point yeah. and just lock onto his body parts and stuff and then that always saves him at the last minute and uh, uh, like you just said with the, the, the foot, his foot's about to get broken and then the, 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 arc, the leg bit of his suit flies away and then he can move his thing and it's just like he's got a suit for every eventuality so mm. where's the danger and it was just yeah. to me it was just um, because yes it's a fantasy film it's a comic book movie I understand that but when, when you've got this huge action sequence uh, playing itself out, you've got to be entertained by it. And to yeah. me, halfway through, I was like, can we just stop flying and blasting? And can we just, or can all the suits just deactivate and just leave Tony by himself so he can fight it through? And that's yeah, it. Yeah, you that's know, that's, I think yeah. it's like, I understand now that it's, you obviously understand that it is a comic book film. So it's bound to be catered for, for that kind of thing. And he's obviously yeah. supposed to be this complete badass and he's supposed to be able to do all this stuff. But yeah, there are times when. I said the story was actually really good. Like I yes, thought, I yes. thought the, this, the idea behind it is really clever. It's kind of something that's lifted out. It's the kind of thing that would be that you see in like the um, Call of Duty kind of games nowadays, and like say the Robert Ludlum kind of film um, mm. uh, books made into films. Um, so it's it's really clever. But then the thing that takes away from it is the kind of like I say there is no peril. At no point do you think Tony Stark's gonna actually get his ass kicked because no. you know that he's got another suit coming somewhere yeah and, from some um, magical place of yeah Superman. so so it's a bit of a weird one because yeah it's, it's it's like i said the story is good up to that point and then the climax is kind of like the end of the avengers it looks amazing it's like yeah. look at what we can do with cg these days and look at all the explosions and look how many suits we've got and look how many things we've got but and then there's it's that it takes away from it because it's like, although it's pop it's popcorn fodder and you can just sit and watch it and be marvelled by that kind of stuff. It's it kind of takes away because it's, there is no point where you think 
could he actually like get his arm chopped off or could he actually get his He'd head kicked so. in or anything like that? <laughs> his head kicked in. Could he get his head kicked in? There you go. <laughs> That's a bit of Darby's talk, boy. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you what, one of my favourite one of my favourite bits from it is I uh, I really like I like his how smarmy and arrogant he can be at times. Yeah, he's fantastic, yeah. And some of the best bits is this was bit one one bit where he makes friends with this kid. Yes. And uh, um after an altercation with one of these bad guys he's mutant he, he gets himself in a car and as in the other films he kind of starts ordering people about and he just says to this kid I want you to go and do this and I want you to go back back home and I want you to do this and he's like like, oh you're going to leave me here like like, like my dad did and he goes oh you're trying to guilt trip me yeah 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 <laughs> and he's like but I'm cold <laughs> and Tony turns to him and goes oh you're cold he goes I know you're cold do you know how I can tell because we're connected and just drives off and just leaves in there and it's brilliant just because like anybody like, yeah, else was like yeah even the kid knows he was trying his look but like Tony Stark is like yeah you can't get me into this in a bit I'm far too much of a badass alright so he just buckets off and leaves him oh it's and fantastic it's, and it's just really really funny it's some of the funniest moments is, is just the way that um, Robert Downey Jr. pulls it off because he just seems he just does one <laughs> well, good lord <laughs> I think he, I think I can't think of anybody better to play like someone like that because I couldn't imagine anybody else doing it I don't know if I'd buy it no. there's something about uh, Robert Downey Jr. where you just buy the kind of character he is he is Tony Stark I love I love his Tony Stark I don't think there <clears> could <throat> ever be a better Tony because Stark because that's it you know like isn't, uh, isn't his um, contract up now and he doesn't have to do another Iron Man film because he did say in one interview that he would spend the rest of his career just doing Iron Man films and uh, Sherlock Holmes movies yeah. but isn't he on about retiring now from the, yeah, from the role so, so. He's, what, pushing 50 odd or so yeah because I think he so. talked about perhaps looking at seeing who could trying to find someone who could take over the role and being like creative um, creative consultant and things like that so he could kind of mentor the next person in the role but I don't know if you could buy anybody else doing it no because I don't know who else has no. got that kind of who is just likeable as, um, as as his Tony Stark because as much as he's obviously he can, he's a bit of an idiot at times and he's like he's, he can be so mean to people but it's funny it is funny whereas I think anybody else I don't know if you'd buy it but I really really like Robert Downey, Downey Jr. in this I think he fits really well the same as in Sherlock Holmes I think he plays Sherlock Holmes in such a way where he's completely embodied by yeah. um, the work that he's doing and everything that he's, do- yeah, that he's doing and obsessive he's in, neurotic yeah, and, and he plays it so well that you can that you just accept that that's who he is Yeah, and I don't know who, whether there is anyone who can play that type of role uh, the way that he does there isn't so so yeah it'd be interesting to see what the where he goes next because mm. I don't I don't I don't want him to, to move away from it but uh, I'm kind of happy that if they never made it another Iron Man movie yeah, you know, I think that's the kind of. I think I don't think that's it. I think it it would be it ends perfectly for for there to be no more if there didn't have to be any more. You could there's always a way of not not rebooting it, but but bringing him back into the fold for some reason. But the problem, but the thing with these is that they're Marvel. This is the Marvel Phase Two thing. Mm-hmm. So the so there will be another Avengers film. And they're going to have to drag him back for for that at some point. Yes, and I think. It's, um, and it's how how they do that. It's it's like it's the old actors thing where I will never play that role again. I think it happened with Sigourney Weaver in Alien Three. Mm. She wanted to die. She wanted to be killed off, which is why she was in Alien Three. Spoiler. Um, but they brought her back. 
yeah. throw enough money at somebody and they'll they'll come back. I think yeah. this isn't. I, I I can't. I don't believe that Robbie Downey Jr. will not play Iron Man again. No, that's it. I think I. To be honest, he's in the perfect position to, to oh, yeah. renegotiate he's got the cards. That yeah. because that's it. He has perfected this role. The fact that no other fans are going to believe it coming in. It's not something like the Hulk where there have been anybody can play three that, different yeah. actors doing it because half the time you don't even know need to know who is playing him. But but with that kind of thing, you, it's it's all about him and he couldn't imagine anybody else so he so he can step back and when Marvel want him back for the Avengers yeah they'll just throw money at him they'll throw as much cash at him as they will need to get him back on board speaking of the Hulk as well Ben hey guys if you think there's going to be a short video at the end of the credits you're right but don't wait around for it yeah really really don't it, they're yeah. really struggling to just come up with something interesting. For yeah, you know, video. like in, like in the la- in the last few films where there's been something quite important that's He's led on to, to something Avengers. else. You know, yeah. it's led on to we've had things where um, like Thor's hammer's been at the end of one of them, and um, say so we've got things um, people meeting people and, and leading up to the Avengers, and this one, it's a complete. It don't wait. Really don't you? I will say we'll say that, and obviously everybody will want to stick around and watch it, but you will feel really, really let down. Yeah, it's nothing. It's, it's nothing. It's a bit of throwaway dialogue that means nothing. It doesn't allude to anything, so don't bother. But I, I, you know, definitely go watch Iron Man three if you liked the first one. If you liked all these superhero films, this is uh, it's better than Iron Man two. It's a jump up, definitely. But um, I think there's just one or two things that just uh, nag me, and um, I think I'm kind of just I'm past Iron Man now. Yeah, I think for a while. Yeah, I think that's it. I think it's it's been it's been good. Um, I think now it can take a bit of a hiatus because yeah. it's it's kind of it's kind of finished where where it is. It's finished in a good place. Um, there's loads of, there's loads of more avenues. I think there are hints and things because Tony Stark is struggling to deal with things post New York Avengers kind of thing. So yes. there's a lot. There are more things around that, but. Um, you don't want to retread the same ground as this film, but also and also you need him back for Avengers. So I think there'll be I think there'll be a gap. I think we won't. I don't think we'll see Tony Stark again until the the next Avengers film. I've, I've, I've thought of two more things that I didn't like about. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I should say it. Um, I don't know about Ben Kingsley's performance. Oh really? A bit ODD. Bit ODD there. <laughs> bit too much. Which which. Oh, well, which which part of his performance? Well, we said five minutes. Spoiler: We've gone past no, that. No, no, we won't. We won't. We won't say any more. But which part? An early early performance or later? The performance? later performance, basically. Yeah. And okay. um, uh, the operation that occurs at the end of the movie, I thought that was something that couldn't be done, but now can be done. Yeah, yeah. I was a bit. I was completely surprised by that. I was thinking, why now? Why can that just happen now? Yeah. Anyway, that's Iron Man three. Go. Go, go. Yeah, def- definitely go and watch it. If you if you're a fan of the comic book films and you're a fan of the Iron Man films and the and the Avengers film, this this is the right film to go and see. Um, it's one one of the the, the better Marvel films um, of the, of the last one. This is obviously the first part of the Phase Two, so yes. yeah, it's something you, you got to go and you got to go and see if you're a fan of it. And, uh, and it's already breaking box office records everywhere as you as, as you'd expect. This would be something which would just run and run and run. So you might as well go and see it while you while, while it's out there, you know. Go and see it; it's, it's well worth a watch. There we go. That's Iron Fantastic. Man three. That's Iron Man three. Done that. Done and done. Done that like a kill. You know what? I've actually not watched a lot of, of films over the past uh, two or three weeks when hmm. we've been away. I've uh, I've not really had a chance to. Um, 
Well, you're busy working on your film and other films. Wasteland. Wasteland, you're working on Wasteland. Wasteland, yeah, Derby Zombie movie that's coming out. Um, I think there's going to be a new trailer on Facebook. Uh, soon. Yeah, anytime soon. If you keep an eye on their Facebook, yeah, guys. If you wanna, if you wanna be part of something and, and keep an eye on something, um, Wasteland is something that is it's a a, a fairly small Derby um, production, but it's it's going big. It's been um, yeah. it's going to um, a few festivals, Can Festival is going to. So there's a lot of things going off, um, and John's working. John's been helping out on some parts of it. I have indeed. So uh, it's definitely worth worth looking out on Facebook. I think we keep posting it on our Facebook as yes, well. Yes, I've posted a couple of times. It's a zomb- the local zombie movie. If you're a local or a zombie fan, you'll uh, you should check it out. It's coming out soon. So. Yeah. So so understandably, Jonathan, mm-hmm. <laughs> you've not had much time to watch films, seeing as you've been um, involved in films. I know. But speaking about zombies, I I I, I was in. A local sort of second-hand DVD shop, and I stumbled upon a DVD I thought I'd never find because it's very rare in Britain. It's not got a wide distribution. I think I talked about it on the show before. Juan of the Dead. Yeah, you have mentioned it. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's like from Argentina or Mexico, somewhere like that. It's a zombie movie in the vein of Shaun of the Dead. It's a zombie comedy, and it's probably the second best zombie comedy movie I've ever seen yeah I think it's amazing and uh, well the Sunday Telegraph gave it four stars out of five Ben wow yes um, it's really great because it just plays off it, it's, it's, a, it's a it's a buddy picture there's two friends and they're both slobs and wasters a lot like Shaun of the Dead and there's a massive zombie apocalypse that happens and it's about these two guys saving lesbians that they've been perving on on the on the apartment complex uh, across the road from their bedroom for like uh, the past year, and, and the zombie apocalypse breaks out, and they have to defend uh, these the lesbians. As you do, indeed. I think all lesbians need to be defended, but yeah, they, do. they also realise that they're so good at murdering zombies that they should run a business and charge people to dispose of their relatives. I like it. It's quite a good premise. It is a good premise. It's really fun. Um, and there's just some amazing kill sequences in there. Uh, not much to say, but I mean, if you can if you can check this out on DVD, I mean, oh, this is the tagline, Ben. It says, move over Shaun of the Dead, move over Zombieland, there's a new king in town. <laughs> Get ready for epic. Oh, really? Yeah. It, it, you know, it's, it's in that vein. If you like Zombieland and, and Shaun of the Dead, you've got to go see this one. Because I think a lot of people are, are always are sort of um, put off by the fact that there's subtitles in movies. Obviously, yeah. this is a subtitled. And I, I don't know if there is an actual English translation version on this, but um, if there was, I wouldn't watch it. Yeah. Because I think that spoils the sort of... Um, I don't know, it spoils the impact in delivery of lines and things like that. So, yeah, that's it. You do lose a lot in translation and that kind of thing. But, like... I, and, and like I said I've been working on a zombie movies so I've been watching a lot of zombie movies just recently and yeah. that's just the only other film I've really watched so it's it's sort of over to you Ben really because I think I've talked about one of the dead before yeah yeah you have a bit um, what about like I say I've been watching some things and I've actually been watching a lot um, I've watched speaking of things like, like anime and whatever I watched um, um, Nausicaa again Valley of the Wind and I watched yep. um, Howl's Moving Castle good film um, again there, we, we talk about the uh, reason I bring those up is because we're talking about things like dubbed versions and what do you watch? Do you watch the dubbed version? Right, right, do, you watch yeah. the, do you watch the subtitle version? And yeah, I think um, it's like I was watching Howl's the other day and I remember going to watch that originally and that, and that was the dubbed version when I went to see that how many years ago in Birmingham. And um, yeah, it's, it's kind of the, the delivery of lines is very different because it depends on how they tend to 
It depends on how. Depends on how. <laughs> on Ben. Depends how they depends how they try to um to, to fit it in. Do they try and do they ignore the um uh, the mouth the, the the mouth animations of, of yeah, what yeah, it's done yeah. originally, or and just say the say the lines as they want to, or do they try and make it fit? And I think in the, in Howls, I think that's the that's one of the ones where they try and make it fit to the mouth movements. Right. And and it's, it's some some really good performances. Both got like Christian Bale was in there and uh, Christian Bale. Yeah, he, he, with his with his Batman voice. Who does he play? Uh, he plays Howl. Um, ah. So so he was in that. So. Um, but there are times when they do tend to fit things, try and fit things to the mouth movements, and mm. and it's a bit distracting at times because it's almost like things I said a lot quicker than they probably would have been, if it, so <laughs> rather than just saying it as you possibly would. But I think I think because they're they're kind of they're distributed by uh, Buena Vista and uh, and Disney finance the um, uh, the versions That's over right, here, yeah, yeah. they tend to um, try and make it more for. Uh, Try and make it more accessible to people who would watch a Disney type film, or whatever. And I, th- I, I think that these are these are the kind of Disney film or, or, or the equivalent of a Disney film that I want um, like my daughter to watch um, because there's some amazing stories. Um, yeah, yeah. So, Brilliant right, visuals and, and, and not that not that I don't like. There's a lot. Of, not that there are a lot of good Disney films out there, but there's always the they're always very very similar. Princess, downtrodden, kind of things. Did you like Princess and the Frog? The I did Disney really film. like that. Yeah, I thought it was good. I thought it was, uh, yeah, you know. yeah, it was something I was quite surprised by. Um, I've watched it a couple of times. It's one that I actually want to pick up when I, when when there's a uh, when there's a two for one kind of thing. I want to I want to pick that up. That and the Muppets, which I'll talk about the Muppets again in a bit. I because you Ben's got a new man crush. Oh, I do. Okay. Who was your last man crush? It was. It was um, the same. Hugh oh. Jackman, no. No, no. You did, oh, you well, I don't know. Well, yeah, I've gone through I've gone through things like that, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, how, how would you describe your sexual orientation? Ben? Well, it's not, it's not so much. A, it's not so, so much a man crush in the fact that I wow. find him really hot. But as in, like, I, I went through a phase of watching all this person stuff, and it was Seth Rogen initially. I thought, oh, it's, he's so funny. Your taste in men. Yeah, it's Seth Rogen. I love a funny guy. You know, that's what I. That's what I look humor. for. It's, yeah. it's a sense of humor in a man. That's what. That's what I'm more interested. Good I'm one. not gay. I am definitely married. You know, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> but I look for a sense of humor, and Seth Rogen was that like for a while. And like, I thought Seth Rogen was really, really funny. Okay. Um, I still do, but um, at the moment you, I can't. You went through a Bond phase as well. Yeah, yeah, I did. Oh yeah, yeah bit of Bond. But now I can't no. get. I, I currently can't get enough of Jason Siegel. He's the ugliest man alive. It doesn't then. matter. He's 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 like he's also he's the nicest guy. Oh, he's the nicest guy. You know, he's an actor. And yeah, I know. But in, and what I like about Jason Segel, and it's the same kind of those kind of people and those kind of things like um, Seth Rogen and Jonah Hill and people like that. They all play. They all they all tend to be in the similar films Zoe together. Deschanel. Huh? Zoe Deschanel. Zoe Deschanel. Oh. Zoe Deschanel. Oh. I love her. We love you. Yeah. The Panascan podcast loves Zendation. Yeah. I worship the ground you work work on, walk on, anything. Anything. I can't even speak properly because I'm so excited about talking about you. <laughs> I'm only I only brought that I'm doing this for you but I brought I brought yeah. Zoe Deschanel up because I knew it would take you away from Man Crush. Yeah, but Man Crush is gonna But happen. no, yeah, but Jason Siegel, I currently cannot get enough of this guy. Like without without even trying to, I I end up watching like Three or four things with them in over the last couple of weeks. Sort of uh, signs, softly. Yeah, side. like I, wa- I watch ah. a lot. I watch a lot of How I Met Your Mother. Anyway. Good lord. Because yeah, I really like that show. You watch some rubbish. Oh no, How I Met Your Mother is listeners brilliant. out there. I want a listener opinion poll. 
How I Met Your Mother, the television show. Good or bad? You cannot go wrong with How I Met Your Mother. Good luck. Really can't. You're a big but Friends fan. You like all that. I American do. I love Friends. Comedy stuff. Yeah. yeah. I don't watch a lot of American comedies. But yeah, How I Met Your Mother is very, very funny. And Jason Segel is currently is like he's the nicest guy. Like a really nice guy, but really funny, a bit goofy and stuff like that. And I like that. It's really funny. And like I say, he plays a similar kind of character and that kind of thing. And he's in... So I, so I watched a lot of that anyway, and he's in that. Um, <laughs> and I watched... Uh, the uh, five-year engagement, which I'm pretty sure I've talked about before. These all sound like the same sort of thing, though. They are they? very similar. You know what I mean? They're yeah, just... they are very similar. Um, and yeah, it's just really, it's just, it's like a nice, he's like a nice guy, and like he's, he gets engaged to his, to his partner, and over the next few years, things go wrong and things Aww. go right and stuff like that. And it's just like, it's just really, really nice. But then the same, but then I watched, so I watched that. Yeah. Then like the next day I watched the Muppets just because I fancied watching the Muppets. Muppets is good. Yeah, that's been on TV quite a lot. So Who's the actress that? in the Muppets? I like her. She's oh, um, Amy Adams. Is it Amy Adams. Yeah, she reminds me of Emma. Is it not Emma Watson? Uh, Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Yeah, but yeah, but he, but I didn't realise like with the more I like paid, been thinking about it, like um, Jason Segel um, wrote um, the five year engagement. He wrote the Muppets. He you know? write the Muppets. Yeah, yeah, he's like uh, he's, he wrote it. And he, he writes a lot. That's when you kind of, kind of when I found I got more even more respect for this guy than just thinking, yeah, you're a really nice guy and you're a good actor. It's the fact that he writes the characters and writes the stories, and he comes up with these really fun stories. So he wrote that. Um, like I say wrote five year uh, engagement. We wrote the Muppets. Um, I watched. Um, when are you and him get engaged then? As soon as possible. <laughs> I was forgetting Sarah Marshall the other day. Oh, with uh, Russell Brand. Yeah, that that that. Well, I'm not going to swear on the show. Yeah, that, well, that, that, that person. I haven't. I per, I've I've stayed away from this film purposefully mm. because I don't like Russell Brand at all. No, I don't either. Like I, he just does <clears throat> absolutely nothing for me, and he's just like one. He's, of the, like, uh... he's he tries to be funny, he tries to be weird for the sake of being weird, and I don't know. He's just like talks about how. He doesn't how he used to do drugs and doesn't do drugs and how he's this kind of everybody's like wants to have sex with him. I don't really get oh, it. Women, women love him, don't they? Yeah. So what's the film like? Really, actually, really, really good. Again, like it's it's written by Jason Segel, um, and it's basically about a guy who um, he's again he's the, he's the nice guy kind of person, and his he's girlfriend. He's the down in the dumps character. Though, yeah, isn't he? and his girlfriend kind of leaves him and for for um, for Russell Brand, and. He decides to go on holiday to Hawaii because he knows that's where his girlfriend always talked about going, and bumps into his girlfriend and Russell Brand and whatever. And it's kind of like there's this awkwardness, but Russell Brand is actually really funny in this film. Because also there's Get Him to the Greek, which is he plays the same character, Aldous Snow, where he's this kind of rock star. Kind Literally of guy. the same character. Literally the, exactly the same character, uh, and he's this ah. kind. Of, he's kind of a nice guy, but clueless kind of thing, and it's like. Jason Segel's obviously all beaten up because he wants to get back with his girlfriend and he finds it really awkward and she finds it really awkward but Russell Brand's like yeah come on mate come over and sit with me like do you want a cup of tea do you want a beer like let's have a sit down and then just talk, talks to him like like he can't like he can't really work out what's going off and he's not he's not that bothered that it's happened he's, he's, he's just he's actually plays like quite a nice clueless kind of guy and he doesn't he, without there's no malice behind it he's just like a nice guy and he's talking I'm about I'm too cynical I just, I'd say he's rubbing his neck it, is, it yeah. is really weird it is really weird um, it's one of these things where you, you 
Like I say, I, I remember watching um, Getting to the Greek, and I didn't want to watch that anyway because again he was in that. But I was actually quite taken aback by the kind of person he plays in that. Mm. And the same kind of thing with this, I'd stayed away from it. It was only because Hannah had watched it the other day. Hannah's my sister, by the way, um, massive movie buff as well. And, Hello, Hannah. Um, she and she watched it and she liked it. So I thought oh, I'll give it a go then. And yeah, it's actually really good. So I was like really impressed. So it's 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 another kind of so. The thing is, with with a lot of these kind of American comedies, um, it's kind of like the American Pie series. So you kind of get, you go through phases of how films work. Right? You know, I've never seen American Pie. Have you never seen American Pie? I've seen lots of. Again, I think we've. I've said this before. I've seen lots of clips of this film. I've yeah. heard a lot about it. I know the story. I blah 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 blah. I've just never sat down and watched. American Pie yeah. you, you know, there are there are a couple of films which I really really wish I could go back and watch again for the first time because because I remember crying with laughter um, and they are <laughs> two films I actually watched back to back the other day South Park movie and um, the first American Pie film and I remember watching them as a kid when I was like when I was at a friend's house when we were 12 years old and watched South Park movie and then uh, American Pie and there's just two films where I just literally cried laughing and I don't know whether you there, there's a lot of these kind of things where if you watch a film later on in life um, you might not you're obviously not going to have the similar kind of reaction that you used to have because it's a time and a place and how it worked out and whatever and what the kind of what kind of things you found funny at the time and but they're, they're two films where they would just always always make me laugh I'll tell you there's one film that affects me that I used to watch when I was a kid and it still affects me to this day in roughly the same way uh, Pinocchio yeah, Disney's Pinocchio scares the shit out of me. Yeah, it's it's a terrifying the transformation thing. sequence. It's oh. worse than like an American Werewolf in London. That trans- yeah, the donkey it is. transformation sequence. It's so traumatic. Yeah, that's horrible. The um, I watch that now and my pulse, you know, get really. Yeah, when the me. kids are like screaming and stuff, like when it's yeah. changing and whatever, and he's like trying to get in to help him and whatever. He's trying to speak and he comes yeah. out with like the the knee, like, the, like the, the eel. Yeah, the eel. Like it's it's horrible. And yeah, the monstro as well. Yeah, the, the big yeah, because that, that whale is terrifying. Yeah. Like when it's sniffing the smoke and stuff like that, and it's all coming out, and it's got old teeth and like yeah. trying to get him and whatever. And then like when you see Pinocchio face down in in the water as well. It's like, like the same scene in E.T. Yeah, it is. The face down you know? in the water and sequence. And that's it. You kind of forget the kind of because I think sometimes you look at the kind of films that we watch nowadays and you think, can you watch that? Can a kid watch that? But then you look at the kind of things that we watched, yeah. and there's a lot more terrifying things back in back in those days. That's right. And yeah, Pinocchio is. Really, really, yeah, it's traumatic. It I think sounds. we should do a commentary on Pinocchio. I don't think many people have done mm-hmm. that commentary. No, I reckon. I'd like to think that when we do a commentary, we'll either do a very good film or a very sort of one that hasn't been comment- commentated on very often. Yeah, so. and I think that's it. I think that that kind of thing is is definitely one of those where it's like it's Oof. it's weird. It's, it's 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 there are a lot of things quite weird things. Like there's it's like in Dumbo. That's quite a sad thing, anyway. But there's like oh. some really trippy parts in that. Like when there's the bit where. Pink um, yeah, the, the pink elephants on parade part. That's that's weird. And I watched um, something I remember having on video, like taped off TV, was um, uh, like the Winnie the Pooh stories and stuff like that. Not not like the, the TV, TV show, no. but the, there was like a film, like an hour long one. Can't remember. Um, like with more traditional kind of like it was. It's like it keeps coming out, and it's a then they're going thumbing through the book, and there's a narrator reading from the book as if it's as if they're in the book. And um, there's and a bit, a similar kind of bit with heffalumps and woozles, and there's a this there's a song and a and an animation sequence, which is very similar to like the 
the elephants on parade um, kind of thing, the pink elephants on parade, and it's and that is freaky. Mm. The music is freaky, and it affects you a lot when you think back to it. It's none of, none of this kind of kind of really girly kind of oh everything's nice kind of stuff and we can't have that PC and whatever. It was kind of, it was some weird stuff. Very weird. Here's a suggestion, Ben. I think one episode in the future we should do. Um, traumatic or scary moments from children's movies yeah. and we'll go through a whole things that list. affect you think we yeah. should do that like because I think if you look if we look through some films there are a lot of things where there's little bits that freak you out yeah I mean, you know not not kid horror not not like gremlins or pop no, no, I'm like talking actual, actual films that aren't meant to be yeah things that like never actual, intended like, to be yeah like Disney type films and things that are aimed at children it's like yeah. I can't watch The Witches Witches the is Witches scary. freaks me out yeah. like Son always laughs at me but I can't watch it just because it's like some of it's because it's it's the prosthesis and prosthetics and, and all the kind of things that are in that mm. Pff, scares me. I can't watch it I even get now. Strangely turned on. Really? Yeah, it's just me. I'm a bit weird like. So have we done your man crush for this week or? What? Yeah, I think I'm so. Like I say, he's he's done a lot of things, and I think the thing that's um, he's is I think I really like the character he plays in these films. I really like that he writes a lot of stuff. It kind of, it adds a lot to someone when they write a lot of their own films and get things out there and. Yeah, I really like it. I think he's I think he's the kind of person where he plays like I say, he plays a similar kind of character, but you can always go to that kind of, if you're in the mood for that kind of film, you can pretty yes. much bank on him for that kind of thing. Mm. So yeah, I like it. Me yeah. like it lots. Me like it lots. So you've I just can't. been watching a lot of like kind of chip books. Yeah, so, yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah, so what's that? And like I say, so I've been watching a lot of Jason Siegel stuff. Um I've watched um, all the American Pie films apart from the third one. Aren't they all the same though, Ben? Mm, Aren't they all repetitive and No. Yeah, yeah, but that's that's the thing about those kind of films, isn't it? You, you, you want you the kind of safe kind of films. You know what you're gonna get. A bit of gross out, some tits and ass every now and again. It's weird because it, uh, like I said, I don't watch a lot. Of, I didn't watch a lot of those back in the day, and it's the same with because um, we were around your house. I think about I don't know, maybe a month ago or something. Yeah, and we watched Dude Where's My Car for the first time. Yeah. And that was a weird bloody film. Yeah, the ending is. to that is just madness. And I'd yeah. never seen it before. I always thought it was a kind of grounded in reality, kind of uh, like an American Pie kind of comedy movie. And it turns out it's just this really crazy story, yeah. weird stuff. Uh, just dead, dead strange. And I think I said it to you and you said like, well, like back in the day, you didn't really take it on that kind of face value. But yeah. I, uh, to me, it was just dead strange. Yeah. And it's one of the, and that's the, that's the thing where we can kind of, where this would kind of fit in with, with maybe another episode as well. It's like, like I say, when uh, two films I would love to watch again. I think South Park, if I watched the, the movie again now, would still make me laugh as much as it always did. But I think if I watched American Pie for the first time, I don't think it would. I think it was very much of the time. Uh, of the time. And it's the kind of thing where it's like Blink-182 were on the soundtrack. you know. And Blink-182 at that time, when we were growing up, it was, what, 99? So, what, 13, 14, 15 years old kind of time? And that was the kind of age when... You kind of were the kind of thing that they sung about was the kind of stuff that was going off, like oh, your parents don't let you do stuff, and it's all about girls and going out and stuff like that. And that's the kind of thing that was going off in American Pie, like they're all trying to lose lose their virginity. Uh, we were we were a bit young for that, maybe. But uh, hey, still are, I think. yeah, <laughs> even at twenty seven years old. But yeah, you know, it's one of those things where I think at the time it was so relevant and so, and they were all doing crazy crap and whatever. And they were the kind of people that you that you kind of wanted to be they were a little bit older than you they were a little bit crazy kind of like when we watched the Jackass kind of things it was yeah, always yeah. funny at the time and you, how many people used to emulate Jackass after that but it's one of those things where if you watched it now because 
we're older we've got jobs got families got kids you know you kind of look at that kind of thing and it's like okay yeah it's funny I can get it but uh, you can't identify with quite as much as you could I guess right, then. yeah there you go yeah so yeah that's what I've been watching this week <laughs> we're running through this episode I mean we're only I think we're only 52 minutes in Ben but I'm, I'm coming short on my film I did watch speaking of uh, of the thing I, I also went to, to from the same place I got Juan of the Dead um, uh, it's like a sort of uh, second hand DVD place and there was loads of dump bins I got the fog for like two pounds which is a bloody bargain because it's a special edition special extended edition of John Carpenter's The Fog um, second film he ever made after yeah. Halloween is, is probably his most famous film if, well maybe the thing um, and I, I watched it for the first time because I'd never really seen it I'd seen the remake and it, it just tells the story of a, a seaside it's a, it's a old fashioned ghost story this and it's really good film it's very of the early 80s kind of horror yeah. tribe and um but very very well made and but this the only thing with this film is that it sort of shows its budget more than say Halloween and it's sort of dated more than, than Halloween and, and The Thing because they're not really very dateable films well no. I don't think so anyway but this one sort of is it's, it's almost like it's a slightly cheaper version of of, of, um, of, of The Thing really um, and it's about a, a, an old um, fishing village uh, town and um, at, the, at the founding of this town 200 years ago um uh, all these people got together and killed um, killed these uh, lepers that they lepers lepers yeah lepers right? yeah yeah lepers that they put they put on a boat because obviously they were afraid of them they sailed yeah. them out to sea and then the ship uh, sank and they took uh, took over the town basically of lepers because mm. it was a nice place to live um, and two hundred uh, years later then the uh, the ghosts of the drowned lepers come in the Ooh. fog. And it's a really creepy film yeah. because it's there's there's a there's a, a woman who's like a DJ and she she sort of does all the the radio casts from her uh, from her lighthouse yeah and she's looking out over the sea and she can see the creeping fog and the shapes in the fog and there's weird eyes and creepy things and yeah um and you know they have to kill six people all six right. people every year Ben have to die in order to fulfil the bloodlust wow. and the vicar knows everything the vicar knows the they whole know backstory. everything don't they there's always an evil vicar that knows yeah, everything yeah. um and so it's good but it's kind of very cheesy like mm. um what's her name jamie lee curtis is in this as well oh yeah and <laughs> she's a hitchhiker because everybody hitchhiked back in the 80s because you don't do that now no would you ever hitchhike anywhere then? hell no hell no we've Dangerous. got more sense they yeah we've seen lots of films about why you don't do that they, they don't have any sense in the in, in the no, 80s to do, but the, so she's hitchhiking with it she picks up this guy uh, the, this guy picks her up um, and then they cut you cut away to some other sequence she cut back and they've slept together oh right okay so she's just a bit of a loose cannon this girl is she now but that was the 80s partying just yeah, yeah. You know, and to be honest I've seen Jamie Lee Curtis in Trading Places she wouldn't stand a chance do you, really? Because I think she's kind of like a, a sort of man horse. She is pretty much, and yeah, she's pretty androgynous, you know, in a lot of things. She's she looks like David Bowie. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, don't, yeah. Because I think like oh, I which thought. film is is it which is it is it collateral damage? No. Which collateral film, damage? Is it collateral damage? She's in with um, Schwarzenegger. Yeah. It's like yeah. The one she's in. She's yeah. that sexy dance. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like that one. It's like I don't know if that's hot or not. Because like she's like I say she's a bit. Bit weird. Oh, a bit weird, bit androgynous. Even when, even, when, even in her early career, like it, like in the fog and and, and in yeah. Halloween, she she had long hair and she was a young like early twenties girl. She still looked a bit weirdly androgynous, like, yeah, like yeah. a man in a yeah. wig, you know. Yes, and so yeah, I've never really been 
never really thought Jamie Lee Curtis was that hot until, like I say, apart from only in um, trading places where she gets a um, anatomy out. Can I say anatomy? I suppose anatomy sounds nicer than tits. <laughs> she doesn't get them out. She's, she's got a bra on. Oh no, no, no! She no? doesn't. She gets them out in training. Pl- oh, in training places. She trading does. Yeah, places, I was thinking yeah. of the film. Yeah, and it's like I think she's actually quite nice in training places. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, so she's she, got a really nice rack anyway. Uh, she, uh, nice breasts and nice bum. Yeah. yeah so indeed. there we go. But but yeah. <laughs> but I think like in other things, like I say, you know, the thing is, class drama is like. I don't know. Yeah, she's a bit manly. And I don't know, it doesn't really do it for me. But there we go, we managed to turn the fog into Jamie Lee Curtis with the boobs out. <laughs> but the fog is a great film. Like I say, a bit a bit cheesy, a bit more off the time. And yeah. I think it's slightly lower budget than, say, something like The Thing. But mm. it's a great ghost film. It's yeah. really creepy how the fog comes around the town and there's things moving in there and then people get taken. And, yeah. and it reminds me a lot of, like, um, I think you had it on the screen a minute ago, The Mist. Yeah, and that's it's it. That I was going to say, because, yeah. like... The Fog and the Mist, um, which I also bought. You bought The Mist as well? At the same time as I bought The Fog. Amazing. And because I was going to say, to be honest, if anybody asked me if I'd seen The Fog, I always thought I had because I'd seen The Mist. Uh, I can't, I, you can I, mix I, the two I, up. You can, can mix, them up, mix them up. But to be honest, I remember watching The Mist around um, our friend Jamie's house. Yes. Like when it had, not long after it first came out. And I remember watching it and thinking, yeah, it's all right, it's okay. But the ending blew me away. Like yeah, it made yeah. me reassess the whole thing. Frank Darabont, great. Film. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's one of these where it's like a, a real kind of really brave film, and it didn't. It it's it's got pretty good reviews, and but I don't think it was massive when it came out. But I think it was one where, I think the ending did it for me, hmm. because it's you don't you because I found it funny. Yeah, it's, it made it's, me laugh, but uh, I'm just sick like that to be yeah, honest. Yeah, it's like it's it's really 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 brave because in every film without giving anything away in every film there's always a happier type ending there's always things go right or at least especially in Spielberg movie yeah exactly well yeah this this definitely isn't a Spielberg movie in that kind of sense but yeah it's kind of cool in this in in this one that it kind of it kind of forgoes that kind of thing and it's like it's not it's not scared to end it on a downer and it is a downer Mm, very much like, so, yeah, and yeah. And I like it's, that. Uh, it's a great, um, it's a great take on so- society and people, and um, in, in a sort of danger situation, or, yeah. or you know how how people can be um, civilized and nice and polite and neighbor next door kind of people, but then can just turn. Yeah, and that's yeah. we're talking about brave, to, brave um, films and stuff. I know we talked a bit about like uh, um, Zombieland earlier about being a TV show that's coming from a film, it's, but. Um, it's like I was watching, um, been watching loads of games, games of Game of Thrones. That's oh, what started off again. Still not watched it. I've read, I've just started. I've read. I'm halfway through the first book, and I, I love it. Yeah, and it's, um, and it's one of these where it's, it's, it's almost cinema value kind of stuff. It's oh yeah, some, yeah, some, yeah, yeah. Some some cinema quality kind of, kind of acting. Some cinema quality kind of um, sets and 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 effects. It's it's brilliant, and it's so so brave. But I think it's, I think that's probably why. One, you couldn't have, you could never have made it into a film because there's so many, so many different things going off. It has to be a series if you're going to make yeah, it. Yeah, if you're going to make it at all. Um, but also, it is very brave because because no one is safe, and I like that about these TV shows. It reminds me of like Battlestar Galactica as well. No Great one's series. safe in that. Yeah. Anybody, anybody can be any, anybody could be a Cylon. Anybody could die. It doesn't matter how long they've been in it, how yeah. big a character yeah, are. Yeah. 
something bad can happen to him. Same with Walking Dead. Yeah, and that's yeah. and that and that's what I love about Game of Thrones is it always keeps you on the edge of seat because you have no clue what's going to happen, and and I think that's where we are starting to see um, quite a shift in the in the kind of quality of TV shows more towards a more of a you know, cinematic kind of value because there's right, been right, a lot right. of made-for-TV films and you've only got to look watch the sci-fi channel to see the made-for-TV films yeah, and they've been knocking sci-fi and, channel and, yeah, and, and, and how a film that that has got such a low budget and is meant to be comedic and quite poor can come across and be quite funny you know yes. and that kind of thing but also there's the other end of the spectrum where if you give enough budget to a TV show it can give you something that's just as good as, a, as, a, as going to cinema Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so I've been watching. So, I've been catching up with that. And say, so if you if you haven't seen it, it's definitely worth watching because it's it's one of these where you you can you you could watch it back to back if you wanted to because there is so much blood, guts, gore, sex, nakedness, lots of stuff. Everything, yes. everything that makes a good TV show. Everything you need. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's nothing speak, to miss out. Speaking on. of telly, Ben, this might be an interesting time to bring up. Have you managed to watch any Dexter yet? Uh, no. Listeners out there, me and Ben have this ongoing, not argument, that's, that's no. the wrong word. We have a discussion about, um, I, I'm a massive, huge fan of Dexter, the TV series, and Ben is a huge, massive fan of Breaking Bad. Now, yep. Ben hasn't seen any Dexter. Nope. Yes, I know, listeners, it's appalling. Sorry. You should be writing in now, Sorry, typing please. angrily on, <laughs> posting on Facebook, yeah. uh, Twitter. Um, Tell me off, kids. <laughs> but I haven't really seen any Breaking Bad. Mm. That's my downfall. And I think there needs to be a crossover episode where yeah. you give me a box set, I give you a box set, we sit down, we watch, and we discuss. Yeah. Because I think we do need to do some more telly. We don't really talk TV, and I think, like we've just listed, there's a, there's a handful of awesome shows out there. Yeah, and that's there's it. More, you know. And that's it, I think, I think because we're starting, like I so said, there is that definite crossover now of, of cinema quality TV shows out there. Um, we're not just talking things where, where there's no more cardboard sets, there's no wooden acting and stuff like that. These are big things happening on TV Doctor now Who, with, with some big names. Yeah, Doctor Who. Are you yeah. watching Doctor Who? Yeah, what's quite a few what of it. What do you think? Um, I don't know, actually. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I kind of feel... A lot of people don't know. They're, they're like, eh. I think it's been a really, really strange one because I think Doctor Who's gone the, gone the way of um, the American TV shows in the fact that they kind of split their series up over yes, the year yeah. um, whereas we're used to having things like Doctor Who you have I know 8 to 10 episodes in a series and you have it over 8 to 10 weeks but now they've kind of gone through okay we'll have a 10 week 12 week 12 episode kind of series but we'll show half of it and have a special like mid- end middle, of yeah and then start again and I don't know I don't know if if our TV and our and our kind of watching is up for that kind of thing. I don't know if that kind of works for us. Um, our kind of watching. Yeah, we're not used to that kind of thing. We're, it's very different. It's really like it's we we're not because we're not used to having such massive gaps with things. We're used to sitting down every week and watching an episode or something. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, and and banging it all out in one go. Whereas Americans uh, and American TV shows are used to having three or four really good shows running. Yeah, back, to back, back to back and then having a break for for um, Thanksgiving having a break for Christmas and New Year then having another break and it's it's like when I remember trying to watch South Park it was I think you'd watch an episode then there'd be nothing for a couple of weeks and then there's some, another couple of episodes and nothing and, and it's it's really hard trying to trying to keep up with that kind of thing and I think that's kind of one of the things that's not lent itself particularly well to Doctor Who 
and also the fact that they used the end of the first half of the series to get rid of um, Rory and what's her face? Yes, um, Amy. Rory and Amy, and then in a in a in a Christmas special, bring in the new character. They've yes. been around a little bit, and then and then bring her in at the start of this one properly and go from there. And it almost felt like the start of a brand new series rather than the second half it's of. Ju- it's jarring. Yeah, yeah because because really this this whole the the whole series is supposed to be one long series, and it's not. It's very much two two very separate parts that don't really relate to each other. And I'm kind of whereas I think with the with the Amy and Rory kind of stories, it was always this overarching thing. Whereas I think like in the first series, there was like that crack in the wall and what is this? And it kept showing up every episode. Where's the polyfiller? Yeah, and you just like wonder what what is this? And it would keep bringing you back, even though you've had an episode that didn't have a huge amount to do with it. It would then be yeah, but this. Oh, what about this? And you're like, oh yeah, ongoing. What's that? And who's that? I've not seen these. And whereas with this one. it doesn't seem to be much of that. It just seems to be very individual, kind of just here's an episode and here's another episode, not necessarily linked. But they're supposed to be linking it to the companion, like what yeah. she she's she died and uh, she was just a, a random character in an episode that that was killed, and then yeah. I think she dies again in that Christmas special, doesn't yeah, she? Yeah, she does. And now she's back, and it's like, how did she die yeah, twice? And, and to be honest, it's a brilliant idea. It's mm. something where I can't wait for them to start telling us or giving us little hints of where the hell she has come from and why is she back and why does the Doctor keep bumping in, has bumped into her twice and why does she die? But you know, so it seems to be so much try, at the moment trying to establish her as a character and kind of make us like her that they're kind of steering away from what's actually why, why she is who she is and I don't know if I like her either she's too well if, if you think Doctor Who's mm-hmm. impressive wait until you get a load of me and it's yeah. just like okay then nobody cares yeah you know it's like just she's, chill out you she's know. almost like too nice and I'm on top of things she's too so. preppy she's too yeah, yeah you know yeah, she I thinks, can do whatever yeah. a man can do yeah it's, it's kind it's of that like, kind of thing it's I think just, there was uh, which read, is fine yeah I read an article somewhere about saying uh, something that about that she you would never have had an assistant like that in prior series and like the 80s series and 70s series because because it wasn't meant to be like that it is about Doctor Who yeah and he has an assistant who follows around with him and helps him and, and he gets into peril so he has to save her kind of thing whereas I say we, we move very much in these kind of circles where obviously women are equal to men and women yeah, that's and, absolutely and, fine. and 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 we kind of now we're in a situation where we have to do that to a point where even our oldest characters in in TV have to have to kind of be challenged and it's like should he be challenged really he's still this amazing character who is um almost godlike uh, yeah and that's it he's traveled all over the universe he's however many hundreds of years old um it's all the things he's seen yet he's still he's kind of getting taken to school by this girl who's a bit i say a bit preppy a bit excited yeah Ideas of, above yeah, a station, kind of hot, you know, and wants and kind of like uses it to her advantage and stuff. Quite flirty, and I don't know. It kind of takes away from it because I, I, I really liked, uh, I really liked the uh, current Doctor Who, Matt Smith. I think he's. Yeah, I, I was. Yeah. I didn't know how it would go with going from David Tennant to Matt Smith because David Tennant was brilliant, but I think in the end it got to a point where he was almost like, he was just like a sad Doctor Who. He was always sad, oh, and everything bad was happening to him. And he shouted a lot though. Yeah, and he was always like, yeah, he got angry a lot, you know. He's got, and, but now Matt Smith is just crazy, and and he's, you still get flashes of that, which I like because it still kind of brings you back that he's the same person. But it's a lot, 
he's like a nice uh, kind of bit quirkier and I'm really pleased with the kind of character that he is but I think yeah, yeah, but I think he's kind of that's kind of disappearing in this in this series um because in the first half when he knew that Amy and Rory were going to go and he was tr- he was trying to say goodbye to him and bits like that it was kind of sad you know he kind of you could kind of see it like he's, him struggling with it did you cry but, then? yeah a little bit did you cry? yeah a little bit why? So sad. Okay, but uh, yeah, let's let's gloss over that. <laughs> I don't cry. But stuff. the thing is, I think with the, with the the new companion that um, I'm all about women empowerment. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. That's great. But we don't have to oversell it so much. She doesn't have to be so um, overbearing in yeah. every sentence that she says. She doesn't always have to have a quippy one liner or a, a sexual innuendo back at the good back at the doctor in every single sentence. It's yeah. just it's just overselling and it's just getting in the way and it doesn't need to be there you know well that's it I just think it's, it's just a it's a it's a real change and I don't know if, I don't know if I'm buying it quite as much I know a lot of people aren't um, but I think it's because I think a lot of it is because of the way they've introduced her and how quickly she's just there you know mm. and it's almost like she she there was no there's no build up to her like getting excited about being it or oh my god getting used how, to the fact that, like yeah. how the hell because you always went through that kind of bit of how the hell is a TARDIS so big inside and oh my god how am I really on another planet and oh my what, what are you whereas her she kind of just accepted it and was yeah. almost like yeah of course it is and this is this and I don't know whether that will come uh, come because she's she's seen the Doctor before or whatever and, and that she's so comfortable with it but it's the fact that she seems too comfortable with it almost like she's been the the companion for two series mm. rather than four episodes yeah she's so headstrong she's yeah. she's overtly headstrong there's there's no need to be that bad you know yeah so, so i don't know and i say i'm not i don't not like it though i mean no, you know. no, I, I, I just think i'm not really buying it as much as i had and, uh, but i think yeah. i think i say I, it was tough going from i was worrying going from like david tennant to to matt smith but Matt Smith did a really good job, um, and it's kind of been the same going from Roy and Amy to the new companion because Roy and Amy became a massive, massive part of Doctor Who. She wasn't just a companion; she became a huge part in her own right. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. true. Yeah, and it's like when when it when we heard that she was going to get they were going to get killed off or taken off the the show. It's like how they marched do on it? the and Prime Minister. It. You don't want it. Yeah, you don't want it. And then like. So it's, it started off being quite exciting. I thought, oh yeah, she seems this girl sound, seems quite different, quite headstrong. But then it's like that's all she is. She just seems to just be yeah, just scale it, scale it yeah. back. Just it want, it back. I want to see a bit of vulnerability from her. I wanted yes. to to need saving at some point, you know. I bet you did. Yeah, I'd save her. So, <laughs> so we have ended up talking TV now. Yeah, there we go. Brilliant. Yeah, Doctor Who. Check it out. You yeah. don't know what it is, and I don't even care. <laughs> It's funny listening to the doctor people um, talking about Doctor Who from uh, across the pond in America. They they they're either uh, they either hate it, they or, or love it, or they're just very confused, very confused, don't mm. know what it's about. Yeah, that's it. It's, it's, I tell you, what, it's one thing. Well, going back to TV, but you watch things like Big Bang Theory, and they talk about Doctor Who a lot, and yeah. it's quite a big thing in in America now. And I, don't I think it's getting there but to be fair it is the oldish British uh, that's it. I TV think, series yeah you know I think that's it it's, they took the time. it's, it's only taken 50 years <laughs> 100 years 1000 years to actually get someone to actually want to watch it I think you have to you have to be in that kind of sci-fi fan genre and yeah. you, you, you it is it is a particular taste yeah. there is some silly humour it's weird because like Doctor Who almost feels like to us, it feels like yeah, it's, it's, just it's a national it's institution. Yeah, it's something you watch on a Saturday night. Anybody watches yeah. it. It doesn't matter whether you're a geek, whether you're a, you know, a football fan, or anything. Whatever you're into, 
anybody will watch Doctor Who and get on with it. Yeah. Whereas in America, it seems really weird for people to like it. And like I say, it seems like a certain person Niche, likes yeah. it. It's got to be like your Trekkie type fans and your and your and your nerds, those kind of ones. It almost seems like the stereotypical ones. Like I'm yeah. sure other people like it, but it's almost like Comic Con type people are the the ones who are gonna who grasped onto Doctor Who more than anybody else. Nothing wrong with that. No, I say nothing wrong with that. No. It's like, but it's, it's it's weird that it is just such a. It'd be interesting to see if it does expand into other things, but I don't think it will because it's it's quintessentially British. British. And um, after all, Ben, it, you know, if we didn't have you know girlfriends and lives and jobs and, and, and you know good looks and etc., we'd be <laughs> we'd be Comic Con Connors. Oh, I would love to go to Comic Con. So Even Son was saying that the other day. I was watching like watch any time we watch anything like Big Bang Theory and Comic Con turns up, sounds like we should go to Comic Con. I've heard it's it's very overly priced mm. and it's kind of a bit too big for its britches now. Yeah. It's kind of you know there's, there's, apparently it's... there are smaller festivals there that yeah. are, are better than. Because it'd be cool to go along to get that kind of thing to see like the cosplay and see kind of things. Fifty dollars for all. But but that's it, you know. That's the kind of thing I remember going to see um, like another world in Derby when it used to be. We used to have another world in Derby. That's a comic book shop. Yeah, comic book shop we used mm. to have, and um, Ray Park was there. Um, Who's Darth Ray Maul. Darth Maul. Darth Maul from episode one. He was there. Um, and I remember being upstairs on a Saturday, like um, um, buying some, oh, looking through some stuff, and they started kicking us out from upstairs. So you need to go downstairs now. We're going to be doing this. Didn't even know there was a sign going off, and I was like, oh wow, that's amazing. We should, I get some sign. It's like, yeah, it's uh, it's like twenty quid for a for a headshot, and it's like thirty quid to get something of your own signed. So if you'd Which like, is ridiculous. So if you take, so it costs you twenty pound to have have a photo um, signed, or you could bring something of your own and then pay an extra ten quid on top of that. Unbelievable. To, to get it done. And it's like, wow, wow, that's, that's amazing. You know, because we went to see Simon Pegg and we got signed for free. You just had to buy the book. You bought yeah. the book and you got a signing and he talked to you and yeah. then gave him Jaffa cakes. I did give him Jaffa cakes. Yeah. yeah. Do you reckon he ate them though? I don't think so. Do you reckon so. he gave them to like his PA? I reckon said, his mind is like, they're probably like injected with something. Yeah. Who is this hairy, spiky man in front of me? I yeah. can't trust his Jaffa cakes. He probably gave them to his like PA and the PA just burnt them in a little fire. Yeah, can't give you those. Yeah. Yeah, ah, good times. But that's it, you know. It's like that's the kind of difference, you know. You get some people who get a bit big for it and charge charge for autographs and whatever. I never understand that they they've got to make money places, but surely like another world must have paid him money to get in there. Same as like um, it was Asda we went to see. It's Asda Walmart. Yeah, Asda Walmart we went to see uh, um, Simon Pegg, and I'm sure they paid him to do that. And obviously it's the same kind of thing. He gets to go and it's, he gets his book sold and whatever. But yeah, it's just a bit dodgy. And after all, Ben, we don't charge for our autograph. And we're, no, we we're don't. We're pen and scan no. podcasters. No, that's it. We will sign anything. 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 Please. Yeah, ju- just, just name ask for it. our autograph. Yeah. So, are we coming to the nearing of the ending of the show? I think so. But you, I, I'm, have you what? missed out talking about something? About what? Oh, that film. Oh yeah, <laughs> I haven't forgotten. I like nothing. that. It's like it's professional. Oh no, I've not forgotten about this yeah. film. You've yeah, been holding do, back. We're doing that in the blood bag. Oh, are we? Which we're going to right now. now. Here we are, Ben. We're in the blood bag. Yay, it's blood bag time. We should really start muffling our voices as if, as if we were in like a sack. Yeah? Blood bag. Okay. So, um, <laughs> no, we're not going to. No. Anyway, so, of course, the the horror film that has just been released at the cinemas, uh, yes, 
uh, Evil Dead. Yeah, you're very excited. The remake of Evil Dead, mofos. And by that, I mean motherfuckers. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Directed by? Fede Alvarez. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Okay. I reckon you probably I don't know the director, but yeah, I went to see this um, late night show in. Obviously, huge, huge Sam Raimi fan, huge Evil Dead fan, Bruce Campbell fan. It's all there. It's all good. I want to see the remake of Evil Dead, Ben. Have you seen the remake? No, I've not been to see it. No, no, no. Because you went to see it on the Sunday and I didn't get to see it. It was fucking awesome, man. Yeah? It was the best thing I've seen in the cinema in like ages. It was so good. And and I'm pretty sure our listeners out there will understand, but but Ah. this this is a massive deal. As in like, John is a huge... Evil, nope. evil dead fan. Yes, massive evil dead fan. And if you're gonna go, and, and John's not a massive fan of sequel uh, of remakes of films because they never really stand up. That's but John's right. been looking forward to this one for a while. And for John to like this film, that is that is the seal of approval. It should just say, forget all the things that are written on the posters. It should say, um, authorized by John of the Panascan Podcast. Yeah, he's a massive evil dead fan, and he liked this film, and it was yeah. amazing. Yeah. So there you go. It's fantastic. Yeah fucking brilliant best thing I've seen in ages it was so gory yeah so gory man <laughs> it was it pulled no punches I think it's even slightly worse than the original really yeah I mean wow. obviously because this is the thing this is what I always said the evil the original Evil Dead the first Evil Dead which is what this film is, is the remake of um, is a straight horror film mm. it was incredibly low budget um, and incredibly amateur the effects Considering that it's low budget, etc., are good, yeah. but in 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 the general context, are aren't aren't that good. They're not brilliant, and they're really obviously done. And I think I can't remember. I think Greg Nicotero said it from KB Effects, and he did things like uh, Day of the Dead, mm-hmm. and uh, I think he did Evil Dead too. He's a big big effects guy. He said if if Sam Raimi had a bigger budget and could have gotten better effects, the the original Evil Dead film would have been would have been scary than The Exorcist. Yeah. That's how much he thinks of the film, but also it does talk about the sort of lacking effects in the original film. Yeah. But so I was always in favour of this because sometimes films should be remade. There's yeah. a good reason to remake this movie. The acting was was very questionable in the original. There mm-hmm. weren't even real actors or anything. No. They were just friends. Bruce Campbell was just a friend of Sam Raimi's, etc. So to have a, a remake of the actual horror movie, have it serious mm-hmm. with a high budget awesome effects and and good acting yeah it's 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 what everybody should have been waiting for everybody a lot of people a lot of evil dead fans slate this film because oh it's there's no funny scenes and there's not this and there's not that but they're thinking of evil dead 2 yeah i was gonna say because evil dead 2 is 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 already pretty much a remake of evil dead but yeah the, that's but right a yeah. much more comedic version yeah, yeah. like i i really like Evil Dead 2 because it's funny but yeah but, um, but i think that's it i think people forget that that evil dead wasn't funny you will funny. see in this film a woman cut, hacking her hand off and doesn't do a very good job of it. Nice. Which is awesome. Everything in this, every gore effect in this film is awful in terms of its realism. It's just yeah. terror. It's just it's so visceral, and it's not. There's never a clean cut. Somebody's head doesn't get cleanly cut off. If her head's getting cut off, it's getting hacked off, and there's bits everywhere, and there's tendrils hanging and things. Um, and there's so much in terms of just like um, small little things like there's lots of like injections and a guy gets stabbed in the in the eye in the face repeatedly with a needle oh. which is amazing amazingly graphic yeah 
and there's another bit where um, one of the one of the survivors is trapped in one of the walls and there's a dead eye on the other side of the wall with a huge machete stabbing it into the wall now it's one of those things it's classic it's where the the, the character is trying to crawl backwards away from this this knife that keeps coming into the mm-hmm. wall and coming closer and you think it's not going to hit her it, it hits her Ben. it hits her about three times yeah. and in really odd angles brilliantly oh. horrible right into the knee right across the knee joiner a really odd angle brilliant fantastic the desk there's the one of the characters gets brutalized beyond words it's fantastic he gets so excited you are you should see him he's like a little kid he he gets brutalized this man (laughs) and he keeps surviving keeps coming back it's great amazing the um so there's the hand chop scene that you'll you'll know um there's the tree rape yeah, true. It happens, but not in the same way. Kind of, mm. almost worse, viscerally worse. Yeah. You don't see as much, but the vines. Um, there's like a sort of leech thing, leech vine thing that crawls up her leg slowly and inside her, which is yeah. how she gets infected. Um, and it's 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 awful. It's awful to witness because it's so slow. Yeah, it's so slow, and it's just creeping up her leg, and you know where it's going. Then it's going, it's going for the home stretch. But uh, and when it gets there, yeah, yeah. Um, it rains blood at one point. All right. Yeah, the whole the the characters running away near the end sequence, and the it just rains blood yeah. everywhere. So this is this is like uh, obviously the listeners out there will know I'm not a massive horror film fan, but this is one I really really want to see because it's it's something that I remember watching a lot anyway. Evil Dead and Evil Dead Two. Yeah. And I really 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 want to see it. I I almost don't want to talk too much about it because I really want people to go out and see it. But yeah. the thing is, and I, I want you to go see it. I don't want to spoil it for you. But the thing is, um, if people said to me, "Was it a scary movie?" Now, obviously, I'm a big horror fan, but yeah. I um, but I could objectively, I could think, no, it actually isn't. What it is is, it, and what it maintains brilliantly from uh, Sam Raimi's original trilogy is the pacing. Yeah. It's a thrill ride. It's an entertaining roller coaster. Once things start happening in this movie, they do not stop till the very end, yeah. and you are you are gripping your seat the whole way. It's more suspense, and just you just can't believe what you're witnessing. Yeah, um, it's more visceral gore, <clears throat> but fun. It's still there are comedic moments. There is yeah. there is a light heartedness to this film in some respects, <clears throat> and some Sam Raimiisms thrown in for good measure, which is yeah. nice to see. And it just keeps going. It's a brilliant roller coaster. It's visceral. It's gory, and it's so much fun. I, you've got to go see Evil Dead. You've got to go see it. Yeah, definitely gonna go see this film. Definitely. I will go see it again with you, Ben, because I want to go see it again. Wicked. Yeah. It's, oh my god. Gets brutalized. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, say, so you should see this guy here. Oh, John man. is having a lovely, lovely time. Oh. He's very excited. He's like, he's like, I've never seen him so happy, like ever. Yeah. No. Um, so yeah, we we will go and see this film. We'll yeah, oh, I want to talk it. about some more deaths. No, I don't. I've 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 talked about it enough. I think that's that's it for this week's bloodbath. Then yeah, Definitely. yeah. Um, Evil Dead Man, all the way. Whew. Go and see it, kids. I'm going to go see it. Yes. <laughs> um. Oh, there's a there's a slight little um, not a cameo but a little pop up by Bruce Campbell. Oh, uh, does in, he? Think in the end, no, he's not in the film. But he's in the end oh. credits. Oh right, okay. And it's sort of it, it again. Uh, points towards maybe you would have fall, but uh, I think it's just teasing. It's yeah. just teasing. Bastards. That's good though. I like that. But there we go. So that's it for episode twenty of the Pan Scan Podcast. It, you know, just a general chit chat. I think chit chat eight. I think we are. Yeah, on. we're on chit chat um, eight because we're still trying to set up this Japanese yep. international episode, and we will be doing that. <clears> but uh, we we couldn't get it done for episode twenty, which is unfortunate. But never yeah. mind. But we'll get it. We'll definitely get it sorted. It's something where, but 
logistics and stuff like that. But yeah, it w- it'll be good when we get there. Yeah, definitely. Um, keep on Twittering us. Keep uh, at Pan and Scan Derby. Yeah, that's, that's our right, little yeah. tag on on the tweets. Yeah, you can hit us on our Facebook page. Yeah, we keep updating that a lot. Um, so keep keep watching the things. We'll keep updating you. So just search for the Pan and Scan podcast, and we're on there. Um, you can email us. You can indeed. Yeah, um, Pan and Scan at Gmail that's right then yeah Yeah. you got that right well done you I like to remember things um, and I feel like I should have then interjected another thing but I think we don't have any more no I think that's, that's it yeah. there's so many so, ways to contact us so get in touch it's, it's unbelievable um, <laughs> so until next week guys it's goodbye from me John and goodbye from me Ben and remember everybody watch the skies hey hey